Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the Baby Bowl edition uh, podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. Week number five of the Baby Bowl. We'll be recapturing all of week number four's action and looking ahead to week number five. And of course, I have with me tonight, joining me, Wes Easley, at Loafing It Over on Twitter, is Rob Norton, the daddy of the Baby Bowl himself, at Norton0723. How are you doing tonight, little Rob? I am doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I, I we're watching this terrible game here a little bit. I, I we always got we do it on Thursday night. Halftime usually comes about, but there's been so much punting in this game and so many stoppages of plays from incomplete passes. I I, fe- I feel like it's the beginning of the second quarter in this game. Denver Indianapolis putrid game. <laughs> oh, it's brutal, man. It's seriously it's it's so rough. Like this is one of the worst games I watched all year. I'm glad we're podcasting, so we don't have to watch this, right? There's Matt Ryan on the move. <laughs> Matt Ryan. I took I took the over on the one and a half rushing yards, and I'm not going to get it. I, I, Kangas is going to get on to me for that one. All right, all right. Anyway, that's that's what we're watching here. Hey, uh, Rob, we we've got exciting news here for the Baby Bull stuff because I know you're going to be doing the donation here coming up pretty soon, right? When when do you do that again? Uh, November first. November 1st. And so you're going to be doing that then. That's always exciting to be able to hear those grand totals and everything. But the other exciting news, Rob, is that I finished in the top three. How about them apples? How that I fun? love it. I love it. Did, love to did see you it. Really? Did you really? Or were you jealous? A little bit jealous. I was, I was up there too, though. So I was, I was happy for you. Yeah, you're always up there. I'm not, not you know, just, I'd like for you to be a little bit jealous. But we also have with us the week number four winner here. We have Mario Ca- uh, Camera. I, I'm just going to say camera. Is that okay, Mario? Can I do that? <laughs> that? That's it. Yep. All right. Mario Camera. Make sure you're following him at DadBodFS over on Twitter and, and all the whole DadBod podcast and video cast. I don't know what you call all that stuff, Mario. I'm, I'm living back in the 70s and 80s, man. I, I don't know what all this <laughs> podcast and stuff. What Tell us everything you do over there at DadBod. Yeah, yeah. So there's a group of uh, six of us. Seven of us? Six of us. Uh, six of us. And then uh, we have Rob Norton joining our show. I heard him shout us out last week on this episode, actually. Um, he joins our show weekly now too. So uh, he's on there weekly on Tuesdays. We do four episodes a week where we record live. We show our faces. We get out in front and t- probably look foolish. So um, yeah, we <laughs> post it as a podcast for like the recording as a podcast, and and we have the videos on YouTube and it goes live on Twitter. Well, make sure all you Fit Fam out there that are following us over on Twitter at. FI today with a little underscore. Make sure you're following them as well at DadBotFS over there on Twitter. Make sure you're following them. Great intro. Make sure you're watching it. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. You've got all that <laughs> and everything like that. Great intro they have each and every week, Rob. I keep waiting for you to have like a little cameo on there, Rob, somehow, some way, as you <laughs> pop in there in the DadBot contest or in the DadBot podcast. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can uh, make that happen. I, lo- I love the intro. I've said it, you know, time and time again. I was like, it's like pro- probably my favorite intro of any of any uh, show out there. So yeah, you guys definitely got to check that out. Yeah, so and, it- and, and Wes, if you uh, it, it, we really went for the old sitcom sort of feel on yeah, that yeah, intro. Yeah. So like, uh, for once Rob comes on, like he'll be like, you know, the featuring you eventually it's like mid season, maybe that season two where you get the featuring yeah, and it's yeah. like featuring Rob. <laughs> and then they appear, you're like, Oh man, this person's a big part of the show now. And then next thing you know, their main cast that that's, that's the path we have uh, for Rob. We're just going to recruit him slowly. 
I got you. I, no, that's that's very smart. Now, do I, yeah, it's like the full house. I think is maybe the the little comp the way you're doing it there. I, I like that. Are you going to do a new one each and every season or every each each and every year? Or are you just stuck with that one. Oh, I I um I haven't given it much thought. Uh, me and uh, one of the guys on there, Brian, we have actually done these videos for our our main home league for years. We actually did a thirty for thirty. We used to do um, a a draft order video where we kind of just did it like it was uh we called it was it was mocking espn8 the ocho and it was this whole skit of how we're getting the draft and we looked like a new show so we do these videos all the time and it just really like whenever one pops into my head i could feed him the ideas and then he'll just kind of he'll mush them together he'll just bring it all together and like he'll he'll fill fill the gaps on what i'm missing Okay, I like it. I like it, Rob. And I'm glad you uh, found found some friends in the dad bods here a little bit there, Rob. Very good job by you. Are you are you the daddy of the bod fo- uh, a dad bod uh, <laughs> podcast too, or just the daddy of the baby bowl podcast? Just the baby bowl. Just the baby bowl, Joe. I'm, I'm uh, just. I would say I'm I'm more of a, a friend of the show on the uh, on the uh, dad bod uh, squad. <laughs> I don't know. I, I consider myself Mario and I cousins at this point, since you're on both of our programs <laughs> here, Rob. That's what I consider. pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Hey, uh, now listen. I don't know. You said there were seven of you, Mario. Are you the one who makes out the lineups there for the Baby Bowl? It's actually three of us that make the lineups. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Alex and uh, the other guy, House. Uh, we, the three of us, do it. We kind of have separated certain things. Like the I have. It's me, Robbie, and uh, not this Rob, by the way, me, Robbie and Cody, we do the Scott fish bowl together. So the three, me, Alex and house do the baby bowl together. Hmm. So it took three of you to beat me. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's what, uh, every, every, it takes three of us to function. So yes. <laughs> hey, you put a, together a great lineup though here. You put Josh Allen in there at quarterback. He gave you 24 baby bowl points. Austin Eckler was in there at running back for you. That 35 baby bowl points. I, I'm kind of curious as to why Austin Eckler last week. Was it that he was due? Was it, did you, did you have a feeling he would have a good matchup or was it just one of those, I got to use him. He's healthy. I got to put him in there now. Uh, a little bit of both. We looked at Austin Eckler last week, and you just see he hasn't he hadn't had a touchdown before last week. And then you're looking at his actual play in the NFL hasn't been amazing. But for fantasy, you're like, well, this has to be his floor, right? Like he's still making out with 13, 14, 13, and something around there. I don't have it in front of me. So we kind of were just like, well, we're we're a little bit nervous. We're the the uh we don't want to get too cute here, so we're just going for it every week with our players. We're not gonna go find. I, one time I I told Alex to start Greg Dortch. He's like, no, dude, I don't. He, let's just stick to top twenty four and we'll we'll keep going that way. Yeah. So it was part of that conversation and and kind of uh he what we assumed was a good matchup for Austin Eckler. That's probably good advice to stick with those top guys. I, I wish I was. I I think I listened to that too, and yet I'm I'm never up there at the top like you are. Uh, Najee Harris, Najee Harris is your third running back, uh. and, and Rob, I think that they actually maxed out Najee Harris. Probably got the season high for Najee at this point with seven <laughs> baby bull points. That's really going to be tough sledding nowadays with a uh, rookie quarterback in there, especially the next four games. I think that's a really tough schedule coming up for those guys. And Rob, I just hear that all over DFS talk. Talking. I hear that all over redraft talking about how picket pickings and, and I'm going, man, those next four games are going to be really tough. 
Yeah, I mean it. It is tough. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how they how Pickett does, but he has a uh, tough schedule ahead of him. So um, it's not not the uh, the most the biggest favor for him to start his career throwing him against these uh, these teams. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, if he can just get the offense going more because you know the offense obviously has not looked good. Um, and they really need to start moving the ball, scoring more. And uh, Najee gets a lot of volume. It's just, uh, you know, is he going to get the pass work and are they going to score touchdowns? Because that's the things that he's lacking right now. Definitely. And you also put Debo in there, Mario, which was a good choice on Monday night. I'm sure you guys were excited watching Debo score 24 baby bowl points for you that night. We all put TJ Hawkinson in there last week. So, uh, Mario, we're, we're all geniuses because <laughs> I, I know I saw personally all the injuries that were there. He was like one of the last men standing, it felt like, in that room as far as a wide receiver slash tight end goes uh, for Jared Goff to be able to throw it to. And that game became such a huge shootout. And I'm wondering, Mario, in redraft leagues and uh, DFS stuff, we got to be concentrating now on trying to find the Seattle Seahawks and the Detroit Lions each week, in and uh, every week, in and out every week, <laughs> to be able to yeah. just stack things up against them. Yeah, I mean, they're they're both those defenses are so bad, and and honestly, Rob was Rob here was telling me multiple times throughout the week, like I just love the over under on this game. I love how many points are going to be scored in this game. Um, I, I personally didn't see it as high of scoring as what happened. I did think that TJ Hawkinson was going to be this guy. I mean, like he was this guy last year until Amon Ra became more involved in this offense through 11 weeks. I think he was tight on three. So it was just like, okay, we're going to go back to old TJ Hawk for at least a week here. And, and that was what pressed us to start him. Yeah, I think we're going to get him this week too. Possibly, it's a, it's a good week uh, to maybe get. Well, uh, the, the the matchup isn't nearly as good, but still, I think we're going to do. Tyreek Hill yeah. was your other guy, and then Mike Evans was your last guy. Gave you thirty baby bowl points there, Rob. I'm curious what your outlook is with Tyreek Hill now because I, I'm a little scared to play him. Uh, we don't have Tua Tagovailoa in there anymore. What do you think about this Teddy Bridgewater Tyreek Hill connection that's going to be going on here for the near future? I, I've heard rumors for Tua like four to six weeks. I, I don't want to put too much stock in rumors, but that's what I've heard. It's going to be interesting to see how long uh, Tua is out. I mean, I've heard we were uh, Mario and I and the guys with Dad Bob were talking about the rumors that you know there was a guy a neurologist uh guy who said he should retire so it's it's scary for him uh obviously the way he went down was a scary hit especially so quickly after um so hopefully he can get back as soon as possible but in terms of Tyreek with uh Bridgewater I'm not too concerned um I don't think I mean I think Bridgewater is one of the better backups in the league uh I don't think he's like anything special or anything, but I also didn't think Tua was like anything special either. Um, both guys have similar kind of, to me, similar kind of skill sets, and they're not like known for deep ball passing. They're more accurate kind of guys that put touch on the ball. Um, I think Bridgewater can be serviceable for them for the time being, and I I think Tyreek, uh, you know, Tyreek is just an elite talent, so I don't expect you know too much fall off. Um, and if anything. I, I would think if it does happen to fall off a bit, I think we would see Waddle take a step forward. And so I think it would really the only only fall off is kind of kind of be if uh, him and Waddle cannibalize each other a little bit. 
Okay, I can see that. I, I, I'm curious too, and maybe you got the answer to this one, Mario, with Jacecki. Uh, Tua, Tua wasn't going to be involved with that Jacecki, you know, throwing it to him at all. And and Teddy Bridgewater is one of those guys, a dinker and a doinker all the way down the field like he does. And I'm just curious as to whether or not you think Jacecki will be able to be back a part of the tight end mix again going forward for the rest of the season. You know, it's it's tough to say. Um, I think what Rob was touching on a little bit here is like, I, I actually believe like, uh, this this is the offense, right? I, I I think there's a lot of promise for Tua. I think he could be a really great quarterback. But his arm strength doesn't – like Teddy's arm strength is very similar in the sense of how far they can throw. Um, a lot of these plays, his receivers were making for him. Like he's a very accurate quarterback, Tua is. And <clears> – <throat> excuse me. So I just uh, – uh, I don't know if Gesicki's going to get more involved. I I want to hope he is, but like they sh- they were shopping him before the season or a little bit or taking sure. offers, and it it makes it hard. It's weird that Mike McDaniel can't find a piece for him to or a role for him to fill, but it sure seems like he doesn't have quite a role on this offense. And I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up trading him before the the trade deadline this year. Yeah. I. I they don't. They don't use him like they should. I don't know. No, they don't. <laughs> I don't know if they, how like they should, but they <laughs> definitely don't use him. That's for sure. They he doesn't have a role in this. But I'm going to disagree with both of you. And I've heard this a couple of different times about Tua and about Teddy Bridgewater's arm strength. I I know Tua is not known for a deep pass, but I've seen him throw deep passes. Okay, I I've seen him. I've, I've watched him throughout <laughs> his collegiate career. I remember the pass against Georgia. He can whip that ball, and not nobody. Nobody can overthrow Tyreek Hill, okay? You can you can do whatever you want to do. You can throw the ball as far as you can. You can put John Elway back there, and I dare say he won't be able to outthrow Tyreek Hill. So everybody's going to be kind of and, – and I've seen Teddy Bridgewater last week on that deep throw. He reached down to his shoelaces, and he just threw it with all his might as he threw it down the field, and he still threw it in a double or triple coverage. I, I, I understand what you're saying, though. I know, too, it doesn't have the greatest arm strength in the world. Yeah, and I, I do challenge you on that. I wish to see one day maybe we'll get the chance to see Baker Mayfield and Tyreek Hill play okay. together because there's the quarterback <laughs> that can overthrow him. I don't know. He might throw it in the wrong direction to do so. Rob, you you and I both had Geno Smith in here last week, and that was a great pick by both of us. I think we both talked about not playing Geno, but we saw the possibilities for him to be able to have a big game. I I am fairly confident in Geno Smith going forward. I hate that he has New Orleans because I'd I'd really like to stream him this week, but coming off such a hot game, and that offense really does seem to be opening up a little bit more in Seattle, Rob. Yeah, uh, I definitely, you know, it was funny because uh, when it comes to Gino, there was a guy in the baby ball. He he was uh, he was messaging me and he we were just talking baby ball strategy and he was saying that he was considering playing Gino. And this was this was early in the week. And I was I was thinking to myself, I'm like, no, don't do it. I even said to him, I was like, I don't think I'm even considering it. I was like, I, t- I kept saying, and I was like, you know, you only have to play 17 QBs all year. So Gino's not in my top 17. I'm, I'm probably not playing him. And then as the week went on, I started seeing, seeing more and more things, more projections. I was just looking, looking at more and more stats, doing more research. And I had him ranked pretty high in my rankings. And I was like, you know what? 
I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going, I'm going for this. And, uh, I, uh, you know, I told, I told him before I did it, I said, Hey, I know I, uh, dogged you for, for even bringing it up, but I'm actually going for it now. And, uh, I was like, you made me look deeper into it and I, I like it. So that was, that was, uh, how that went last week for me. But in terms of him rest of the season, yeah, I do. I do like him too. Uh, he's leading the NFL in, in, um, He's leading the NFL in completion percentage. Uh, he's off the charts in like all these EPA and uh, mm-hmm. you know metrics, and and it's it's pretty crazy what he's doing right now. And um, they, Seattle has become very pa- fast paced the past two weeks, which is a huge surprise under Pete Carroll. And their defense isn't good, so I like a lot of it. I actually, I mean, I know the Saints' defense isn't isn't great, or I mean, is is great, and it's not a great matchup for him. But to be honest, I mean, I kind of like it overall. It's um. I have them ranked well above consensus right now. Actually, uh, for my for my rankings, uh, I have them above I have them above Stafford, above Rogers. Um, so, yeah, I like them. I like them, you know, more than people would would think this week. I, I mean, the thing is, is like Saints Saints are have pretty good defense, but at the same time, I expect Seattle to be losing, which means I expect them to be throwing a good amount more dropbacks. They're playing in a dome, which I I like that factor a lot. It seems like I like that more than most people. I mentioned it a lot. So, um, yeah, I like that for, for Gino. I think he could be a top 15, top 10 borderline kind of guy this week. Oh, you're talking me into, I, I'm in a, in my home, <laughs> in my home league, I am a streaming quarterbacks now at this point. Uh, somebody, I didn't draft a quarterback in my home league at all this year in a redraft. I just, I just didn't. And I, but I saw like Justin Fields was out there and stuff like that. And I'm like, ah, I'll just roll with Fields for a little while. That was a big mistake. That, that was a big mistake at the beginning part of the season. And so now I'm just streaming quarterbacks, and, and I don't even know who I have as a quarterback this week. I still am trying to decide who I was going to do. Somebody got Jameis Winston from me. I had put him on the waiver wire, and I'm, I'm kind of glad he did because I was nervous about his back injury going into this week. Looks like Andy Dalton's going to start there because I don't think Jameis has practiced at all. He gave us 32. Gino gave us 32 available points last week, and the rain situation really talked me out of Josh Allen, Mario. I know you had Josh Allen in there as, his, as your quarterback but I was playing in the Dome, too, because Rob always talks about that. Nick Chubb was one of my running backs, and you put Khalil Herbert in there, Rob. You also put Jamal Williams, and he gave you 24 baby bowl points. I put Penny in there, Rashad Penny in there, and he gave me 29 baby bowl points. So we're kind of just button heads on that one right there, Rob, This is what we did. I'm curious, Mario, about Rashad Penny. I'm, I'm just uh, – Mr. Penny, to me, he can run. We've, we know about his explosive plays. He's really just taken over that number one running back spot, it feels like to me, over the rookie. Uh, do you like Rashad Penny going forward for the rest of the season? <laughs> I feel like I was destined to be on the show to hear this question because I, okay. I, it was a great game. <laughs> he looked good, but it was the Detroit defense. I am not buying what, what is being sold here. When and I'm not expecting Seattle to be up enough for for Penny to get all the work that he got. So not only was he given, I, I want to say it was, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't have it in front of me, 25 ish touches. Yeah, I trust you. I think so. And yeah. and like uh, he's not he's not getting Rob. This is your favorite point. He's not getting any passing work. Um, mm-hmm. He he's somebody that always and Rob, this is your least favorite point. He's somebody that always scares me about injuries. So for me, I just said it on – we had an episode tonight at 7 o'clock tonight. I said Rashad Penny, to, for me, is a sell high. It's The problem is a lot of people are desperate for RBs right now, so I understand not wanting to do that. But if I could get rid of him, if I could pawn him off, I will do it. 
I, I I'm trying to buy Kenneth Walker low because I do have that Rashad. I got that penny injury part in my head too, you know, and I just, I don't know at some point if Seattle does not win a lot of games, uh, they're going to end up putting the rookie in there at some point. So I, I'm actually trying to buy him a little bit low. Uh, let's see. I had Mike Evans. You put Tyler Lockett in there, Rob. You put DK Metcalf in there as well. You went with a double stack there with Geno. He gave you 22 baby bull points. I put Jerry Judy in there with 15 points. We both had TJ Hawkinson. And then, Rob, your biggest stinker was you put Deontay in there. You put you put Deontay. He gave you four baby bull points last week. Mitch Trubisky could not help work the magic with Deontay last week, Rob. That that's kind of disappointing. I really look at him as being the odd man out. I think I think in on prize picks he has like eleven fantasy points this week is what his projection is that, as far as what they have. And I took the under. I took the under in that one, Rob. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit scary. Um, it looked like Pickens, you know, came in and had a or Pickett came in. I, I we're gonna I'm gonna do that yeah, all year. I, me everyone, too. everyone is. Uh, um, I, apologize. I apologize for messing you up because I know I will all year long. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm going to too. I think everyone will. But yeah, Pickett came in and looked like he had a good connection with Pickens, um, which you know makes sense. And uh, but. I, I'm still confident in Deontay. I don't know if it's it's blind faith or not, but I just think this guy's been too good. Um, he's he's you know people were worried about him heading into the year, um, switching from Big Ben to Mitch, and he still was drawing targets at a high rate. Um, I do expect him. You know, he, I just think he's such a good receiver. He's such a good route runner. Um, his footwork is so good that he's gonna get open. And he's going to be the first read on a lot of plays. So if he is open in the first read, I mean, it's going to make things easier for Pickett. Um, so I'm I'm not too worried about him yet. Um, obviously, it was discouraging to see the the usage in in the first you know game when Pickett come in, but I, I'm still confident in, in uh, Deontay moving forward. I would take whatever I could get for him at this point if I had him in any leagues, which I don't because I didn't trust that Mitch Trubisky led offense. Well, Rob, I, I, you know, you, he only gave you four baby bowl points. I can still do it, Rob. I still got the touch, buddy, because I had Amari Cooper in there last week and he gave me two baby bowl points. I don't know how I'm finding these wide receivers that can give me absolutely nothing, but eat weekend and week out. I can find that wide receiver to give me like one Juju Smith Schuster has been on my list. I don't know who else it is. I got my memory doesn't go back that far, but I found Amari Cooper last week. I could have won this week if it wasn't for Amari Cooper, Rob, I've, I've got a new enemy. I've got a new villain in my life. Whew. Yeah. Isn't he uh, he's a, he's a, he's a, Alabama guy too, huh? Yeah, yeah. Don't be rubbing it in, Rob. Hey, but we're here to <laughs> celebrate Mario. Mario is the one who had the winning baby bowl, uh, baby bowl uh, t- uh, total here last week in week number four at Dad Bod FS. Make sure you're following everything over there, Mario. Great job by you, my friend. I want to find out now from Rob Norton where you and the Dad Bod family are falling into the overall baby bull standings here. Maybe, Rob, you can give us the top five, top ten, however that is. And don't uh, you, I don't want you to keep going down until you find my name. But, you know, if it's in the top ten, <laughs> please, you know, work it down to the ten. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with the top ten here. Um, so in first overall, John Chunick right now has 532 points. In second, Jeff Milner at Geek Mill, 527.2. In third is Luke Beals. At 505.62. Uh, in fourth is the Dad Bod squad at Dad Bod FS. Yep, yeah, buddy. Four, 488.54. In fifth, 
Andrew Cooper, Coupe Fiasco, 488.1 in six. Uh, Kevin Starrett at T. Snivick, 486.82. Seventh at Britt Flynn, uh, Britt underscore Flynn, sorry, 483.24. Eighth, Shailesh Patel, 480.8. Ninth is myself at Norton 0723, 476.66. And in 10th is my wife, actually, oh. 473.38. Ah, Julie, three come point, on, three man. Point, three points behind me. I've been, I've been uh, holding that over in, in the uh, the whole whole week, the whole week. Uh, yeah, Mario, why can't, why doesn't he just let his son fill out a baby bowl lineup too, so his son can beat me, <laughs> and they all just all all three of them can put me down there in the toilet somewhere. Hey, Wes, I, we would probably, I would probably be near where you were if it wasn't for this week. So, I think this week shot us up a bit. Yeah, well, good job. Congratulations and a good job by you. Hey, guys, let's talk about this DraftKings slate like we usually do with a baby with an eye on the baby bowl. And we look at the Sunday and Monday night games, uh, Sunday and Monday games, just because Thursdays we're recording on Thursday. So we can't look at the Thursday game. And I hope nobody put anybody in there. I, I was tempted to put Melvin Gordon in there because of all the talk, all the hype. And he's only last man standing. And I sure am glad I didn't. Uh, maybe, Rob, next year, if you put kickers in there, I'll, I'll be able to play a kicker on a Thursday night from this game. But that'd be about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, when we get to, I mean, somebody on this podcast, to me, put both running backs, Naheem Hines and Melvin, Melvin oh. Gordon in. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a brutal, brutal watch for me right now. I, I, Mario, do you have, I got, I, I tried it with the Kansas City Chiefs, and I couldn't remember on this Kansas City Chief game a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to put Chiefs in there. Chiefs Chargers, I think it was. I'm going to put Chiefs in there, and, and I'm going you know, to put them in there, and I'm going to score a lot of points because it's Thursday night. Defenses hadn't had time to be able to uh, you know, to prepare for this game and everything, and it burned me bad. And so I was like, oh, no, you're not supposed to play anybody on Thursday nights. Do you do that, Mario? Do you have a strategy like that? Or most times you're like Friday morning going, oh, I forgot all about doing a baby bull lineup on Thursday. <laughs> Wes, I I, uh, I do not I don't advise doing the Thursday games, and a lot of times I'll try to say that. But I am very much in this fantasy world to have fun, and I typically like to <laughs> do something to get my skin in the game. So uh, I started Judy tonight. I, no. I'll do whatever to get more like have more interest in the game, and I'm it helps it helps for me. I would suggest to use the code FI today over on Prize Picks. You can sign up there. They'll give you. A, they'll match your deposit bonus, and then you can just spend your little heart's con- until it's content. You can take the one and a half yards by Matt Ryan and take the over, and then put the there watch them get sacked for a hundred yards. Hey guys, we got a couple of high point totals here. The highest one, of course, is going to be Monday night, which might make the Baby Bowl really, really interesting. We got Las Vegas versus Kansas City. That's a fifty-one point total, which is always going to be fun. Then we have Cincinnati in Baltimore, that was at 48 and a half. I expect that's going to go up, Rob. I, that, that's got to go up before this weekend actually starts everything. And I, I can see that one being a big shootout, Rob, potentially. Uh, and also Philadelphia and Arizona, that's in a dome. That's 48 and a half. Rob Norton is going to fill out every DraftKings lineup mm. and have Kyler Murray, have Jalen Hurts on there. Every single one of them is what I suspect you're going to do this week, Rob. I do like them. I do like both. I have both the my top five overall QB rankings. Um, I, I mean, the, the the Philly defense has been really good. Uh, it's a little bit yes. scary going against them. So that's that's the thing that's a little bit scary. I mean, I like the fact, though, for, for Arizona's sake, that they're five-point dogs right now, and they're in a dome. 
Um, it's just the fact that you know they're gonna we're gonna see a lot of dropbacks. I think from from Arizona, and you know I'm always always preaching the more dropbacks equals more more opportunities for fantasy points. And I'm not too worried about turnovers. I mean, turnovers if he gets a, if he throws two picks, that's minus two points, and then he's just gonna keep throwing. So that's 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 where I'm at with it when it comes to that. I mean, I do have a little bit of concern, but I mean, I just think that Kyler is gonna have to do a lot for them to even compete. Um, so. So yeah, when it comes to that, I do like that game a lot, like that offensive environment. I do agree with you. I think that Cincinnati Baltimore game, I'm surprised it's not a little higher. Uh, Baltimore's defense has been, especially their secondary, has been getting shredded. So I'm surprised that they, that Cincy and their offense. I mean, I know they haven't been on track like they were at the end of last year, but right. they're still a high-powered offense. Um, yeah, yeah. I expect that to go up a little bit. And yeah, like you said, that that Vegas and KC game, um, that's that's gonna be looks like it's going to be a shootout so those ones are going to be fun and that baltimore defense is not what it used to be especially that secondary i can just see that game ah, i'm taking the over in that game really really easily on that one uh wood game is really low there mario san francisco at carolina this point total is 39 you brought up baker mayfield before i can really see san francisco just just destroying carolina i don't know how they continue to start baker mayfield if they have anybody else at quarterback back there it, it this this team just does not look in flow at all i don't know if they're waiting for the head coach to be fired but i don't i i, I know that matt rule is talked about getting but it's just not happening it doesn't seem like the ownership wants to do that at all i what, what's your feel on that whole carolina situation mario it's it's bad there it's real bad and um i i, I was a avid I, I have DJ Moore ranked wide receiver 30 before the season, and it was for this exact reason, uh, Baker Thir- coming in. 30 fantasy points for the entire year? Or what oh, was, I'm how- sorry, <laughs> wide receiver 30. Oh, I, on I the was year. kidding. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> well, which, which, yeah, 30 points would probably be closer. It, it, I this, this offense is struggling. They don't have another quarterback behind Baker. They have P.J. Walker, who has started maybe two games in his career. Um and when they when I actually saw this 39 and the only reason that I can think it's even I know it's low it's very low but the only reason I can even think it's this high is because they expect San Francisco to dominate on defense and put their offense in a ton of good positions throughout the game if not score in defensive touchdowns I I, I don't know what like Baker looks worse than he did with an injury and it, it makes you wonder if Stefanski hid his talent for three years and we didn't realize how bad this guy was but it's it's looking rough no it, it really is looking and i don't really really rough i know i and i knew you i didn't mean third i, I know we had <laughs> who do we have on here we had uh, donkey teeth on here right rob and he even had mm-hmm. dj Moore really high going into the season and i did too i think i got him in ras bowl i don't know i got him in my redraft league i know that yeah, I had him. I had him pretty high. Mario and I had a had a little. We we uh, went back and forth all, throughout the off season about DJ Moore, and and uh, so far he's uh, he's definitely looking a lot better on that one than than I am. I was just expecting, you know, I, I like I I didn't like Baker either necessarily, but I was like, man, he can't be Sam Darnold bad. Just looking at Baker's <laughs> Baker's career numbers, you know, he was he was around average. I think yeah, you, and that's the thing is it it really might it really might have been it might have been just Stefanski and the Browns offense is just a more efficient spot for a quarterback to just at least try to be average, 
And, uh, you know, kind of we're seeing that a little bit with Brissett, too. So it might it might have been just that. And I mean, Baker, he's just looking so bad. It's it's so bad. I, I, I just need him to do something, do do something. I have. <laughs> I was so I'm so bullish. I was so bullish on. Yeah. DJ Moore and, and uh, McCaffrey heading into the year. And McCaffrey's been doing fine. I'm not too upset with that. But but the DJ Moore thing is is really getting concerning. I want to see more Baker commercials, too. I kind of miss those commercials. I know right now he's cleaning the toilets in in his stadium, I think, is what he's doing right now. Hey, guys, look over there at that DraftKings slate with me, and let's look at the quarterbacks. Let's look at these top – let's look at the top ten here, the top quarterbacks. We'll go all the way down to Kirk Cousins. I don't know if that's ten or not, but I see a big two and a Dak Prescott, both of them being out right there. And let me ask you, Mario, since you are Rob's new best buddy, all right, and I'm not jealous of that at all. But Mario, <laughs> could you go ahead and pick out for Rob one of these quarterbacks that you think will do really well in the Baby Bowl for Rob to play on on, on this week? Uh, not that he's going to, but you know, we're hypothetically speaking here. Yeah. So I, I <clears throat> give me one second here. I okay, I no have problem. the, and this is somebody that I typically wouldn't, but I do think that we could see a return to normal. Tom Brady this week. Okay. Um, they go against an Atlanta defense that's not very good. But weirdly, this team, granted, they have some injuries. Corderell's out. It sounds like Kyle Pitts is trending out. This team stays in games. And if they're going to stay in this game, which I kind of think they will, then Tom Brady's going to have to throw a little bit. Um, and, and I think t- Tom Brady is... In DraftKings, very affordable QB with Baby Bowl. It's a little bit of a different situation because you're not looking at salary cap. But Tom Brady's my DraftKings pick, if if that's what we're referring to. Not both, both. So that's I think it's a good pick, and I think that applies to both uh, the Baby Bowl format and the DraftKings format. I do love uh, Tom Brady there. Pierre actually double stacked him, uh, Tom Brady anyway, with Mike Evans and with Chris Godwin this week as well. And I, whenever I started toying around with my DraftKings lineup, Rob, I started throwing in the the rookie tight end actually for Tampa Bay as well, just just trying to save some dollars so I can keep paying up for some other places like that. I know you got to like Tom Brady this week too, Rob. My concern with that for DraftKings, and you correct me if I'm wrong, and, and Mario, I, I lean your way as well. I think Tom Brady's going to be a very popular play on Sunday. But Rob, I just don't know that it Atlanta's going to be able to hang with these guys. Kyle Pitts isn't going to be in there. That's going to take away that kind of – plus, I don't like messing around with this Tampa Bay defense after they just got embarrassed on national television last week. This defense is a really tough defense. I think I might actually be fading Tom Brady this week, Rob. Yeah, it's an interesting one because – like you said, I mean, there there is the worry that it gets out of hand, and then uh, yeah, you know, especially if especially if Pitts does go out and see Pat's out already, obviously, and but I mean, I do like I do like Brady. Um, I just expect them. They haven't been able to run the ball very well. I mean, Leonard Fournette's been involved mostly because he's been so involved in the past game, and he's just been on the field so much. Um, he hasn't, you know done what we've kind of hoped or expected him to do this year so far but i think the for him it's going to be better as it goes on but but the the, the more main point there is that they haven't really been able to run the ball effectively so you know they have one of the highest um implied team totals this week at you know 28.25 is what i'm seeing here and so i think you know the way they get to that the way they get it it gets out of hand is by tom brady putting up a lot of points so um there is some slight concern if, if you know, maybe the uh, 
defense gets a touchdown, poaches a touchdown or two, or or uh, Lenny gets a you know a couple on the ground or something. Um, but I do think Tom Brady is going to be able to you know pretty much do what he pleases, especially with uh, his weapons getting healthier. So I, I I do like him a little bit, but I understand the concern. Yeah, that's, that's just – I think the game's going to get out of hand. I don't know. I, they may just turn to the running backs and try to get that running game right in a game that they don't really have to do a lot of passing. But at the same time, I can see a Tom Brady five-touchdown game as well. If I am picking a quarterback, I really want to pick Jalen Hurts this week. In a dome, everything sets up just like we talked about a little bit earlier. Here's my biggest concern for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm being a negative Nancy this week, guys. I'm being a negative – I am afraid that this is a Philadelphia Eagle letdown game. They just got done beating Doug Peterson last week. It was in the weather. Now they got to travel to Arizona, play in Arizona. Arizona is one of those pesky little teams that never seems to go away throughout the game, which will help in the environment for a shootout and stuff. But I am very concerned that this is going to be a letdown game for Philadelphia. I am curious as to how Jalen Hurts is going to be able to do that emotionally and carry a team because you know that's what great quarterbacks do. Great quarterbacks don't let their teams get too high. They don't let them get too low. They're able to pull them through even the rough times. And so I am curious as to see how Jalen Hurts is going to do that this week going into Arizona. Rob, am I crazy for even doubting to play Jalen Hurts on a DraftKings lineup or even a baby bowl contest? Um, I mean, I can get, I can see what you're saying. I mean, I, you know how I feel about Jalen Hurts and the running quarterback. I so. do. Yeah, we don't have to talk <laughs> about noodle arm. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was going to say we've uh we've we've made uh you know, on Kangas a, a a convert here. He's a, done a full 180, and he's been he's the uh, he's been the the a lifetime Jalen Hurts fan for the past few weeks. So, so he uh, he's he's in there too is with us. So, but no, yeah, I I I have no issue playing Hurts. Um, I would be maybe a little bit more concerned about that if he he didn't have his own kind of letdown game last week. Um, you know, he wasn't didn't do too great for his, you know, what, what we've seen, his fantasy standards. So I kind of think um, he's going to want to establish back having another great game. Um, and yeah, I just think the the environment sets up too well for him to fail. And I think he runs too much to fail um, aside from, you know, obviously being hurt or anything, but, but yes, yeah, so I, I really like Jalen. I actually do currently have him in my, uh, baby bowl lineup. Um, you know, I'm obviously I'm a tinkerer, so I may change it five times by the time we get to tomorrow. But uh, we, uh, yeah, I have I have Hertz right now as my baby bowl quarterback, and I have him number one on quarterbacks on the week. If if you put uh, Melvin Gordon and Naheem Hines in there, you may want to save Jalen Hurts for a different week, Rob. That's if you're going for the number one prize, you may want to change that up just a little bit. It's too complicated for me to do, Mario, but, you know, tinkering with a lineup is always good there. All right, so i got to ask you this, Mario. Rest of season here, all right? Rest of season. Uh, are we looking at Matthew Stafford being able to bounce back yeah. – or is he just is is that whole offense being messed up there in Los Angeles? Well, due to the the addition of Allen Robinson, are they going to be able to get Odell back to fix that? I, where are you with Matthew Stafford? Would you be trying to sell him? Would you be trying to buy him? What would you be doing? I I honestly don't know if it would take a lot to buy him. Um, but truthfully, I it, you don't want to bet against the Super Bowl contending team or Super Bowl winners. You don't want to bet against them. You don't want to bet against that head coach to figure these things out. But you also don't want to bet on some sort of weird tendonitis that we heard about all preseason, and now we're seeing this sort of come into play. Um, Matthew Stafford looks – the offensive line 
first off, hasn't been doing him any favors. I think it's uh, three of their main starters are out. And last week against the 49ers, that was the reason they had no control of this game. That defensive line just destroyed the offensive line all game. I don't expect that getting better anytime soon. Not only that, when Matthew Stafford does have some time in the pocket, he's not going through his progressions very well. It's Cooper Cup Higby. Cooper Cup Higby. Like, I, I don't understand why this offense went from one of the most creative offenses and, and McVay looking like an offensive genius to this weird sort of bland, uh, uh-huh. watered-down version. So it's been it's been upsetting. He's not somebody that I'm looking to actively buy. If somebody drops him in a league, which I could see happening, I might yeah. scoop him if I'm QB needy. Especially in redraft leagues uh, during the bye weeks and stuff like yeah. that, I could see I could see Stafford coming up here in the next couple of weeks, uh, doing that. People keep sending me trade offers uh, in the home league because I don't have a quarterback really. That I'm, I keep streaming, so they're like, "Here, take this quarterback, take this quarterback." I'm like, "Nah, you guys are going to end up dropping him here in a week <laughs> or so, whenever the bye weeks start." Driving all you people who tried to block me from getting a quarterback by drafting twos and threes of them in a 12 man league, 12 team redraft league. Rob, I, I am curious. I know you know the, I know the reason why that Los Angeles offense is really sticking because of Allen Robinson. I do think though, with, with, uh, who's, who's the guy on injured reserve? He should be back any week now. Who's that guy? On Van, it's Van Jefferson. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was That's a three right. name person, Van Jefferson. And if they add Odell to that mix again, which, you know, he went there for the Super Bowl ceremony and everything like that, or at least, the you know, the, the unveiling of the banner and all that. I, I think that, that he's, he's just going to go back there. I wonder, though, if Matthew Stafford, now that he's in Los Angeles, isn't going to star in the next remake of a, of a very popular movie, Groundhog Day. You guys remember Groundhog Day? <laughs> <laughs> because he keeps waking up and he's playing behind the Detroit Lions offensive line again there in Los Angeles. That's not what happened last year. So I think that's what he's that's what he's doing. Rob, do you have a favorite sleeper here as far as a DraftKings lineup goes or even a baby bowl lineup as we look at all these quarterbacks this week? Yeah, so honestly, if um I I I don't know if Jameis is gonna play or not. Um but I like Jameis if he plays. He's only 5.5K on DraftKings, too. And honestly, I actually like Andy Dalton if, if Jameis doesn't play because Dalton's only 5.2K, and they're going against that Seattle defense that we talked about we'd like to target. Um, and I also like Geno, too. Um, Geno's still only 5.5K. And, you know, like we said, like the Saints defense is kind of tough, but at the same time, um, like I said, I just like the offensive environment in a dome in a game where they're probably going to have to throw a lot. Uh, the Saints defense is especially tough against the run, too. So, you know, I, I like those guys for for um, for DraftKings purposes. And, and also, if you're trying to get, uh, you know, a little bit different in the baby bowl. And then other than that, I mean, Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen are kind of Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson really are kind of like have become basically the three clear cut kind of guys who can fit Mahomes in there a little bit too, but the other three run a good amount more. So um, any of those guys are, are real, okay. you know, any week kind of starters. And I like all of them this week as well. It's already started happening for me. Mario, did you, this is your first year in the baby bowl? Uh, second. Second um, year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, it's already started happening for me, though. Last week when I was going, all right, which quarterback am I going to play this week? And I was looking at the names. I'm going, there's nobody left to play. I have nobody. I played them all already. <laughs> so that's why I settled there. So I, I, I shouldn't be – I'm going to hold off on Pickett until after those four weeks are up on that tough schedule. I, guys, Zappy. 
if he ends up playing, is that how I say his name? I don't even know. If Zappy ends up I playing, think... he go, he's going against Detroit Lions <laughs> defense here. I We only have to play 17 quarterbacks, right? 17 quarterbacks, Rob. So I don't have to go down to a Zappy. Do I, I don't <laughs> have to do that. Do I, Mario, talk me out of Zappy. I, I I don't. It's, you're making a good point just by saying he's going against Detroit. That already is a <laughs> fine enough point. Um, I do think it's going to be a lot of Damian Harrison, Ramondre this week, and mm-hmm. Zappy could have a his game of his career, and that would look something like 203, or at least that's his game of it would for the next foreseeable future. I just can't see it being him just slinging it out for 350 or bill allowing for him to do that. And, if golf, uh, if golf goes off it, if it's a golf zappy shootout here on Sunday, I'd be us all out. What would we be doing? We're They've been talking a lot about the NFL parody and that would be the highlight of it, right? <laughs> it certainly would. <laughs> it certainly would. Uh, this week on running back, you, you talked about those two new England Patriot running backs and I always hold off playing, you know, Harris or, or playing Ramondre just, just because I want one of them. And it sounds so selfish. I want one of them to get hurt before I play either one of them. I don't want either one of them to get hurt. I hope you're Ramondre. I hope you, I hope you both stay healthy all year long and put up great fantasy numbers. or even mediocre as long as your health is good, but I'm going to wait to play them in baby bowl in case one of them gets a little bit nicked up. Maybe that's a better way to say it. What about this week, Rob? If I had a CMC and I'm going against that San Francisco off uh, defense, just yes or no, would you play CMC this week? Probably would try to avoid him this week. I mean, obviously he's good any week, but this week is a little bit tougher. Okay. Derrick Henry, Mario, yes or no against that Washington football team? Would you play Derrick Henry this week? He wouldn't be my first choice, but yes. Okay. It's hard to say no to either one of them, but yeah, it right. might be a better opportunity later on down the road. Nick Chubb against the Los Angeles Chargers defense. Rob, if you don't put Chubb in there this week, I'm going to be really disappointed in you if you could. Would you play <laughs> Chubb, yes or no? No. <laughs> really? Um, I mean, I it, it, here's the thing with Chubb. I, I, Chubb is always the guy that I'm lower on than consensus than anyone else um it's just he splits too much work he doesn't get enough pass work and in a, in a game where they project to be playing from behind i don't i don't love it um now he's maybe arguably the best running back talent wise and efficiency wise in the league so it's hard to bet against him. It's kind of like betting against Derrick Henry a couple years ago when he was just going off every every time. Um, so it's 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 always tough, and especially you know hometown Browns. I, I always want to see him go off, so I'm happy with his performance. But it's just hard for me to like get behind crazy efficiency, um, even though he continues to do it. No, that's a really good point about the game script there with Cleveland possibly being behind, uh, looking like Los Angeles is a little bit healthier. Uh, as far as the quarterback situation goes, I, I don't think I don't think I don't think the wide receiver room is any better though this week. Austin Eckler, you put him in there last week, Mario, on a fantastic baseball winning lineup. Are you gonna? Would you be able to play him this week if you could? Would you play him against Cleveland? Uh, I don't know the status of uh, Clowney and Garrett. I don't think they affect Austin Eckler's play. So yes, I would play him. 
Okay. Dalvin Cook, Wes, would you play Dalvin Cook this week against the Chicago, <laughs> your Chicago Bears defense? Oh, I most <laughs> certainly would. The Chicago Bears defense looks horrendous against running backs. They don't stop anybody. If I'm going to play one of these running backs this week, it's going to be Dalvin Cook. He is disappointed week in and week out. They have got to get that right heading into this second half of the season here for the NFL, for me anyway. I'm thinking really strongly about playing Dalvin Cook in the Baby Bowl this week. Joe Mixon looks like a strong, good play in Baltimore this week, Rob, but he just hasn't produced. He's averaging like what two yards a carry this week or this year? Yeah, it's been it's been uh, tough sledding for him so far. But I mentioned you know the other night that I think Mixon is like one of the biggest buy lows. Um, his usage is absolutely insane. I mean, I, I was looking at. He, I think he's on pace to catch like seventy some passes or something like that. It's, it's like crazy crazy usage that offense to me is only going to get better they're going to get to scoring more he has some of the most opportunities in the in the, like inside the five too like it's i just think he's he's bound to bounce back and i have no problem playing him pretty much any week and i you know, that's that includes this week all right swift looks like he is going to be out this week mario my question to you about this tampa bay backfield should i be running out and paying a good and i won't say a great price you know just a just a mediocre price if he's not available on the waiver wire for white uh, or do you think leonard fournette just kind of had a little break last week because of the game script because of what the score was or with leonard fournette just is this his backfield and we don't have to worry about his conditioning issues that we're heading into the season wes i promise you i believe you're you either know me very well or uh these are just coincidentally we're the cousins. worst question the we're worst question that you were asked me. <laughs> I have been I have been playing a a very risky game lately and sounding the alarm on Lenny Fournette. Not looking good. He had negative three yards last week. He hasn't been efficient since week one rushing wise. And he's been saving his days with pass catching work. Last week was also the first week that he's his snap percentage took quite a hit. I get it. They were playing from behind a lot, but still, you don't want to see that when he's already the one that's catching catching passes out of the backfield. Rashad White got a little bit more involved. So if I am a Lenny owner, I need to make sure Rashad White is on my team it, it, for, for multiple reasons, but definitely going to do some, maybe a slight overpay for Rashad White if I'm a Lenny owner. Okay, sounds like we don't want to play him in Baby Bowl this week either just because of those kind of things. And, and, and if the game script goes the way I think it may possibly go, we may be looking at a fourth quarter where Rashad White's just running out the clock or something like that too, possibly. So I would stay away from Lenny Fournette from a Baby Bowl perspective this week and from a DraftKings perspective. Pierre really likes Alvin Kamara, Rob, uh, mm. from the DFS Dreamer podcast. He really likes Alvin Kamara this week against the Seattle uh, defense that, that can't stop anything at this point. And if, if Kamara's healthy, does he look like a great DraftKings smash spot for you two at 6,600 for Alvin Kamara, Rob? Yeah, definitely. Um, I like him for, you know, as long as he's playing and it sounds like he should be, um, you know, 6.6 K on, on DraftKings against the Seattle defense. Uh, yeah, he's one of my favorite uh, plays in general. Like he's one of my best point per dollar plays um at running back so yeah he'll be he'll be he'll be in my article um and he's gonna be um you know i'm gonna play a lot of them on on DraftKings this weekend if he's uh assuming he's he's good to go and and uh, i'll be considering him for baby roll too one of those weird things about Kamara is he always gets – at the end of the year, he's always got all those touchdowns and everything. You know what I mean? And he may just get him in one single game, and this might be the game where he gets them all in. We can see an eight-touchdown game from Alvin Kamara, which sounds crazy. But didn't we see a six-touchdown game from Alvin Kamara at some point in our lifetimes? I think we did, right? 
right? Six touchdowns. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. I think it was like. I think it, well, I think it was even late. It might have been even later. It was like week fifteen or sixteen. Christmas. It was like near. Yeah, it was near Christmas. Like it was near the uh, fantasy championships. I think I know it was playoffs, <laughs> and he had like that six touchdown game. It was it was crazy. That was awesome. James Robinson is also high on my list of playing people. What about you, Mario? Do you see anybody down low here that we may want to play in DraftKings or we may need to uh, look at playing this week as far as baby bull goes? Because we've run out of running backs by the end of the year a little bit. And if we don't start putting some people in there that may have those boom weeks uh, whenever we're not maybe expecting them, uh, maybe a Pierce, maybe a Robinson. Who, who are you looking at here, Mario? James Robinson is the the pick for me. Uh, I actually think James Robinson and Alvin Kamara are the two that I would look to uh, play this week. Alvin Kamara, like you guys just said, plays a Seattle defense. But James Robinson plays this Houston defense, which has given up a ton of rushing yards this season. Jonathan Taylor had his best game against them. Uh, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon looked great against them in week two. And then in week three, it was Khalil Herbert week. So they're like... They're not stopping the run very well. James Robinson needs to bounce back from his week last week, which he got Mm -hmm. destroyed and uh, Philly's defense a lot stronger. James Robinson has some weird efficiency metrics when you look at outside of these big, big yards plays. But I think this is going to be a big J-Rob week. Okay, I I could agree with you there, too. I'm really excited. I have him in a couple of places. Rob, anybody else here sleeper wise for running backs that you're going to mention for DraftKings purposes or available purposes? Yeah, so um, obviously for baby pool, I'm done <laughs> with with running backs with playing Gordon and Hines. That was that was brutal. I, my <laughs> my thought process. So my thought process going into it was Jonathan Taylor's injury seems very minor, um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him back next week, especially with a longer break. And so I wanted to use Hines because my thought was, well, it's not a great matchup, but you know, if they're playing from ahead, he might get a lot more, you know, carries than usual this week. And if they're playing from behind, he's still going to get a lot of checkdowns. And kind of the theory has played out a little bit. Like Deion Jackson was getting a ton of checkdowns and things like that. It's just obviously Hines gets hurt. So that's that's a, that's a rough one there. And then the Melvin Gordon one, I expected, you know, the reason I used him was because Latavius, you know, they signed Latavius um, off the practice squad from the Saints. He's in, inactive this week. So... I think moving forward, if, you know, once Latavius gets more up to speed, they could be splitting um, work even more through like between three backs. And so I was trying to, you know, get them, get those guys in before more running backs were, were available, but it's not looking good. So for, for people who are smarter than I am, um, yeah, uh, Jeff Wilson actually is a guy I I like a lot this week against Carolina and he's still really cheap on, on, uh, DraftKings, he's getting he's getting decent, you know, enough pass work too to where his floor isn't isn't too low. Um, and obviously, San Fran's gonna you know have a decently high implied team total. So I, I like uh, I like Jeff Wilson a lot. Um, I like I actually do like Josh Jacobs for baby bull purposes. Uh, he's not gonna be obviously for for uh, DraftKings purposes in terms of the main slate, but um, yeah, he's 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 putting up crazy usage this year as well and uh, he's coming off a monster game um so so I'm, I'm like him um you know some guys that i have a little bit higher than consent i do like the pierce call um okay. and then uh i i would say you know use it sounds like monty might get come back this week but if he's not um i like to i'd like to use khalil sure. herbert before you you know miss out on using him 
because um, you don't know, you know, if you're going to get him a, again for the rest of the year in terms of a work, a full workload. And same thing, I mean, Jamal Williams, um, it's not the greatest matchup against New England. That's why I, I, I figured, you know, he would be, I, that's why I played him last week against Seattle. Um, but I'd rather use him than not. So if you haven't used Jamal Williams, it might be a good spot to use him. Okay. Hi. Uh, I'm, I'm very elated now. I was looking at a couple of those stats, Mario, from this this uh, son, uh, Thursday night game. Russell Wilson is leading the Denver Broncos, I believe, in rushers, uh, rushing, rushing yards. I could be wrong on that. <laughs> I, at, at 23. 23 no. is where Russell Wilson. I could uh, be wrong. I, I, I didn't want to click off of this. But uh, also, I, I know I put the Denver Broncos in my showdown captain spot. And I think I got McManus in there as well. So that that lineup might be doing really well. And so I, I'm excited about that anyway, uh, to be able to see that. And, oh, there, oh Matt Ryan just is, is terrible back there. Hey, wide receivers, <laughs> wide receivers, who are we not playing this week? I, I got to ask that question. Cooper Cup is invincible, right? We could play him at Dallas, Mario. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. I, I, you could play Cooper. Yep, yep. Short Justin answer. Jefferson. Are we playing him at Chicago, Mario? Yes. Okay. All right. What about Devontae Adams, Rob? He's been up and down, up and down. He's going against Kansas City. This is that Sunday night game. Uh, should we be able to trust Devontae Adams this week? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's great. Stephon Diggs, I know we're trusting him. All the red zone looks, it seems like, is what uh, Stephon Diggs is. He, I, I, I really wonder if he's not going to end up being the number one wide receiver there. I think what's going to end up holding him back from doing that might be those elements that they're going to end up having to play in. in. In the conference that they're in, in Buffalo, all those, a lot of elements he's going to have to overcome. So I, I don't see him possibly being the number one wide receiver for the future, but it's possible. It's possible. Uh, are you playing Tyreek Hill this week, Mario? Um, the Jets. I, it's I, the Jets. I think I'm. I think I'm avoiding Tyreek Hill this week it, okay. for for Baby Bowl and, and DraftKings. Okay, it's you know, isn't this a uh, isn't this isn't this uh, what's with Teddy Bridgewater? Did he play for the Jets? Is that who he played for? Uh, he played for Denver and Carolina, Minnesota. I don't know. If, I don't know if he went to the Jets. Did he? Who, who did Teddy Bridgewater get drafted by? I think Minnesota, right? Maybe I don't. Know. I think no, it was no, Minnesota, no. and then he played New Orleans. Am I thinking the green? I'm thinking the green uniform. Did he? Did he play at Marshall or something? Is that what I'm thinking about? I don't know. Man. I'm, I'm, I might be living in the '80s really strong right now. Is what I'm doing, guys. I, that's what it may be going on right now. <laughs> you know, who's, he did who's, play for the Jets for a minute. Yeah. Did he? It says it says he played played for the Jets. Who I don't remember this about? though. I don't remember this though. He got drafted by Minnesota, and then when okay. it, all I see is he's got stats for Minnesota, New Orleans, Carolina, Denver, Miami. But maybe he was in New, the Jets when he got hurt. I, the, yeah, so man. they they traded him. He signed he signed with the Jets in March of 2018, um, and then the Jets <laughs> traded him to the Saints uh, before the season started. <laughs> so he technically <laughs> no. did. And Don't he did have a picture me. with the Jets on, with the Jets jersey on. So that's that's me. great. I was gonna say I, I'm I'm never doubting you again, Wes. I know you know your Jets and Joe Flacco <laughs> and everything. Well, what really stood out to me about that picture in my mind is you know he's Teddy two gloves, but he had one of the Michael Jackson gloves on. He had that little shiny star glove, is what he did <laughs> in the Jet uh, uniform. Hee hee, is what he was doing. Uh, <laughs> Jameer Chase, where I love these spots here for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, wide receivers this week, Rob. I just love it. It gets a Baltimore Ravens secondary, and I, I, I am not going to be able to stack this game up enough. The weather looks fine. 
It could be a really big shootout with Lamar back there. The only thing that kind of stops me is thinking about Bateman possibly being injured. And so maybe that shootout potential might not be there as strongly because it doesn't seem like Lamar is running quite as much this year in a contract year. I don't know if that's true or not. It might just be what I'm watching, and I might just have last week's game stuck in my head a little bit in those elements. But, man, I love this game. I, I love to play Jamar Chase and uh, whoever that other wide receiver is. <laughs> yeah, T. Higgins, yeah. 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 Both of them are, I mean, both of them are studs. Um, obviously, T kind of projects better from a point-per-dollar point standpoint in um, – in DraftKings since he's 1400 cheaper. Um, but you know, when you're making GPP lineups, maybe chase would be the one you want to go with them because a lot of people are going to be thinking the same thing and it'll be a way to get a little different, but both of those guys for baby bowl. Um, I love both of them. And I, I agree with you as I talked about earlier, we talked about, you know, I love that matchup. I think it could turn into a shootout. Ravens uh, secondary has been rough. So I think, uh, you know, Burrow could get going a little bit with those, those, uh, weapons he's got. Definitely. Debo Samuel, we're playing him against Carolina. Uh, Mario? Again, Wes, this is baby bull DraftKings only. I think you you don't play him. Based on something that you said a little bit earlier, game script's not going to be where they're throwing the ball. And yeah, he gets a lot of carries, but... I mean, by a lot, I mean six to eight for a wide receiver. I don't don't think it's enough to have in one of these um, best ball or... Or, or not basketball, the baby bowl or DFS lineups mm-hmm. this week. Definitely, definitely. Uh, my, I have one question here, Rob, before we uh, kind of start wrapping the show up here. Mike Williams, off again, on again, off again, on again this season, right? No Keenan Allen again this week. It doesn't look like he's not practicing again. Is this going to be on on again week for Mike Williams? Because it's scheduled according to his schedule from what I'm looking at for all his point totals. He's not supposed to schedule as being high this week or projected being high this week from what I'm looking at. Yeah, the Mike Williams experience is definitely a uh, roller coaster experience for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I always tend to like him when Keenan's out. Um, I mean, it's 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 tough in a way not to. And I think I'm pretty sure last year he shredded the Browns. So, um, I mean, I don't love like necessarily like the game script necess- or for the Cleveland and uh, Chargers game, but at the same time, because um, Cleveland just kind of a, you know, a run run dominant, control the clock kind of game. So I don't love like always playing players against them just because they're a solid defense and they and they play uh, ball control. So, but at the same time, um, he did well against them last year. He's a talented receiver. He's he's boomer bust, but I I I have him uh, higher than consensus this week. So. I'd be fine playing them. One of the things I remember now, Pierre, Pierre told me this, that uh, Mike Williams always plays better on the road than he does at home. And looking at the last four weeks, at Houston, 22 DraftKings points. At Kansas City, 28 DraftKings points. Uh, the other two weeks there, he played at home, and he averaged about five DraftKings points each one of those weeks. So that's that's an important little caveat there. When I look down here at the bottom of the shelf, well, we're looking at the bottom of the shelf here because it's getting late. Uh, I don't know who to play. I don't know who to pick. I think that I could possibly play any of these guys from from where I'm looking anyway, uh, where I like a look like a Chris Olive, I like that. I love, I love, I love, I love. That's Alave, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it gets late here on Thursday night. I don't know if you've <laughs> noticed that or not, Mario, but it's like it's pushing nine thirty. Get going on here. We're just about ready to wrap this up, but it, it gets going late here on a Thursday night. But Alave, I like him against that Seattle defense. I don't care who's playing quarterback. I like that one. 
uh, Mario, who do you yeah. like as far as a sleeper goes for a wide receiver? Olave is is a guy that uh, we have going um, in in Baby Bowl. We we do submit a little bit early and tinker around afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, we also had Jerry Judy going tonight. But uh, somebody that I, I really like this week. He's healthy. He has a, a matchup that I think he's going to exploit is Gabe Davis. Okay. All right. I like that Gabe Davis call, especially if McKenzie's out. I like that a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. What about you, Rob? <laughs> Who are you looking at as being a sleeper? Yeah, so I love the Alave call as well. Um, I have him. I mean, he's one of my favorite point per dollar players, too, for for DraftKings purposes. Um, on the In that same game, I like Lockett a lot as well. Um, you know, New Orleans sometimes is again, we talk about it as a tough defense, but at the same time, if, you know, if, if Lattimore is going to match up with anyone, I don't know if he's going to shadow or not in this matchup. Um, but I would think if he does, he would be more on, on DK. He seems to, he seems to do better against big physical receivers. Maybe that's just because they, I always th- picture him, him, uh, locking up Mike Evans. They have a long history, obviously. So, um, I kind of like Lockett in that matchup. Um, this one's going to sound a little little gross, but Rondale Moore. Um, I mean, he's kind of getting more gadgety and more, more uh, you know, he's getting healthier and he's a gadget type player. They manufacture touches for him. Um, I don't, I wouldn't do it in Baby Bowl, but in, uh, I probably wouldn't gonna do it a little bit here in, uh, in DraftKings just because I don't think he's going to be very popular. He projects pretty well. He's super cheap and he's in that, that matchup that I like. So, um, especially for GPPs, uh, think Rondell Moore is a good good play. Okay, I, I I hear that. When I'm trying to sit here and look at this, I was trying to figure out who in the who's for Baltimore. Who am I going to run it back with for Baltimore? And I know I could always put Mark Mar- Andrews in there, but who? I let Mario. I let Mario uh, handle this. I know he's uh, got a guy over there. Uh, Duvernay, you're going to put Duvernay in there. Duve, yes. Play <laughs> okay. <the Duve>. This <laughs> game. I might be disconnecting a little bit. I think my internet's starting to give out a tiny bit. So tell me if stop me if, if I'm sounding choppy. Um, Duvernay should match up really well. And actually, I'm glad you reminded me of that, Norton. Thank you. Probably a better matchup in this game because I expect this game to be more of a shootout compared to Gabe Davis playing um, Pittsburgh, which is I think they're 14 point favors, which is insane. So. Duvernay is the sleeper, the sleeper pick for me. He's somebody that I'm starting in a lineup this week. If Bateman plays, it all kind of changes. But if Bateman's out, <laughs> Duvernay is the play. Yeah, Duvernay has kind of done it with some bells and whistles throughout this year. Not a tremendous amount of targets or anything, but he keeps finding the end zone each week. And when you've caught the eye of Lamar Jackson and you keep doing that, that's uh, something. You, you can do that. A lot of tight ends this week. I don't think we really got to go fishing. I think this is a week where you can play a lot of these guys, Rob. Uh, a lot of the big names seem to be mm-hmm. up here at the top of the DraftKings board anyway. So I, I wouldn't necessarily go fishing around for one of these lower-tiered guys but if I did, if, if if Bateman was out, or is that is, what, who, what's the guy's name there in Tampa Bay? The oh, it's not Bateman. It's not I. It's Bateman. I got Bateman Bright. on my mind now. Yeah, Cameron Bray. Uh, mm-hmm. I would think about sticking that rookie in there if I really wanted to go fishing. But I'm just I don't have to. It's all these top guys or nothing for me. Yeah, and then and also um, there you know Kelsey's not on the slate, um, and I don't think is is Andrews. No, that game's a night no, game too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah that's on the classic slate. But I'm looking at the Sunday Monday matchup here. Yeah, 
So Andrews, Andrews, I mean, he projects way higher than like almost any tight end on the Sunday Monday slate. If you're talking about the strictly Sunday slate, there's really no like big because he, he, Waller, Kelsey, and Andrews are all off the slate. Um, so you know, from a point per dollar standpoint, I like guys like Higby, uh, Higby, Ertz, Goddard. Um, one of the grosser ones maybe that would, would be a little bit, there's, there's two guys that are pretty cheap that I wouldn't mind playing if you're kind of punting a little bit and that's Cole Komet at 3k or Jawan Johnson at 3k. Oh I know it's not, it's not great. Um, but, but yeah, they're only 3k and they, they run a lot of routes, decent matchups. Um, but, but yeah, and like I said, there's really not too many big name guys. I mean, Ertz and Higby are kind of the biggest, biggest name, biggest involvement, um, and and Goddard, um, and then obviously Hawkinson's gonna gonna move up a little bit if uh, if guys get start getting ruled out of like Amonra and stuff. Okay, all right, I like it, I like it. Hey guys, you did a wonderful job there for this Baby Bowl podcast. Week number five is what it was, and of course we were celebrating the week number four winners, I guess winners at Dad Bod FS over there. And Mario was so <laughs> kind to be able to join us. Thank you so much, Cuz. I appreciate that, Cuz, for being able to come on here and jo- joining us here, Mario. Very good job. Thank you for having me, man. It was a blast. I'm glad you liked it. And everybody, make sure you go over there at DadBodFS and check out everything that they have. They've got all the links over there on their Twitter handle as well. Make sure you subscribe to their podcast. You subscribe over there over there on YouTube. You hit the little bell. You hit the notification button, all those things that can really help them out. And leave any kind of uh, review or anything that you can on both of those podcasts because it always helps out all the podcasts. And everybody, whenever you support them that way, whenever you leave a review, five stars, ask a question, whatever you want to do over there on whatever listening platform you like to listen to podcasts on. And Rob Lorden, I do got to thank you, as always, for putting on the Baby Bowl, being able to join people up together that never probably talked to each other before. And hopefully we'll be able to, me and Mario, go back way, long way, long way now, because <laughs> I was setting him up with some really good questions, passionate answers that he had there. So great job by you, as always, putting to, put it on the Baby Bowl. No, yeah, thanks, Wes. I appreciate it. Thanks for everything you know you do. I, I always mention it, you know, every week that I uh, love love doing this podcast every week, getting to talk to people, getting to, uh, you know, obviously with with Mario, we've uh, we do we uh, do the podcast every every week now. So um, it's not someone new like usual, but it's definitely always fun to get to talk to him as well. So um, yeah, I appreciate everything for both of you guys. Yeah, and 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 listen, tell Julie, t- take it easy on me. Okay, just tell her on the, where she's filling out the baseball lineup. Take it easy on me. I, I'm not going to say I hope she started Melvin Gordon because I'm a gentleman. I don't hope a ill will on any woman or anything. You know, I, I don't. You know, the funny thing about it is, so I before we were before we recorded this podcast, I I come in here after after dinner and everything, and I told her I said, you know what, or uh, I said you're probably going to pass me up this week in the overall. And I told her the situation of the Naheem Hines, Melvin Gordon plays that I made. And her response to me was, you know, some of us are winners and some of us aren't. So, so that was, that was the, uh, that was the response I got. And then she went in the other room and, and, uh, left me, left me, uh, crying, crying in my own tears and, and, uh, cleaning it up. So, so yeah, that's how it's going over here in this household. 
I think I'm going to be getting that from an eight-year-old to look, give me the old side <laughs> eye here. Wrap it up, Dad. Wrap it up. So thank you very much, uh, Baby Bowl family, for playing along with us this year. And thank you so much for reviewing, for liking all those things. Make sure you follow Rob Norton at Norton0723. We'll be dropping those articles later on this week for Last Word on Sports. You can follow me as well at Loping It Over on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. But more importantly than all those other actions, Fit Fam, we always want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today. 